And we are back with another edition of the Champs Corner Podcast featuring Mark Jennings. I'm your host, Drew Champlin. Search for the Champs Corner Podcast featuring Mark Jennings on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and any other podcasting app. Uh, It's been a couple of weeks since we talked to you last. We're going to get caught up on the Alliance of American Football's Birmingham Iron and uh, talk about some big-time recruits Alabama's got committed since we last talked and and take a look at the basketball team, what all's going on there. Uh, Mark Jennings has been breaking news left and right on the transfer portal, so uh, let me just bring him in. Mark, how you doing? Drew, it has been far too long since we've had a podcast together. I've been begging you for the past three weeks to have a podcast. I'm, fine, I'm glad you finally listened. It is so exciting. You know, I say it every time. It's the best part of my week. I get to come on your podcast, Drew, and share my my wealth of knowledge and expertise about the, the games of football and basketball and any other sport you want to talk about. And I'm just glad to be here, Drew. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, Mark. Uh, how's the family doing? The family's fantastic, Drew. My wife is just as beautiful as ever. You know, my son Marcus, he's getting bigger every day. Uh, it's a great time in the Jennings household. It's very unfortunate, though, you know, my business manager, Caden. Uh, unfortunately, he decided to move on with his life, and he decided to join the Marines. So he's shipping off to, he's already shipped off to Paris Island, my wife. Excuse me, Drew, I'm sorry. My wife drove him up to Paris Island and made a whole week-long trip out of it. Uh, but he's off in Paris Island now doing boot camp with Marines. Uh, so that's very sad. So I'm looking for a new business manager, Drew. So if you know anybody, send me their resume. I'd be happy to read it and, and maybe get in touch with them. But everything else in my household is doing well, Drew. Thank you for asking. Oh, that's unfortunate. I know Caden helped you... Uh grow the dip and dots business business uh, exponentially over the football season where should uh where should these people send their resumes do you have an email or a twitter you'd like to share with our listeners or who may be new to the podcast i do drew you know i have a twitter the twitter handles uh at martin jennings five five i don't know i don't know if you can send resumes via twitter that's probably not a good idea but for any other questions you want to ask me you can send them to at martin jennings five five if you have an email you can send it to my email address, your resumes. That's markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. That's one word, markbreaksdownfilm at aol.com. You can email me the resumes there. I look forward to reading them. Of course, I'll have my secretary filter through them for a while. But I'll go through and read them, and I'll get in touch with you if I think you have the right qualifications to be my new business manager. Do you have any uh, qualifications uh, in mind that the next business manager must have? Because it's going to be a big season next year for the, for the Dippin' Dots, assuming you still have your carts. Well, obviously, I still have my carts, Drew. I, I've renewed that license very recently. I don't like putting uh, requirements on, on resumes. I don't really care what your level of education is, whether you're a high school dropout or you're a, a rocket scientist. I, I, all I do is care about is your ability to move product. I don't really care what, what whether you can gra- or graduate a high school or not, can pass a GRE exam. I don't care about things. What I'm, what I'm looking forward to the most in reading all these resumes is how you could help me make more money. And I really don't care what your education is. So that's all I'm looking for, Drew. I don't have any requirements, and I don't want anybody to be scared of working for me. Uh, I just want the want the best possible applicants, and that's why I don't put really any any restrictions on that. 
All right. Well, best of luck to Caden. It's it's really honorable that he's uh he's going to represent our country. Uh, last off about that from my end, how's your wife handling this? It seems like they grew very close over the last few months. Well, yeah, you know they're very close. Drew is very. She is very tearful. She's been crying a lot this week. She really missed Caden. She she really missed being close to him. And and I told you they took that week long vacation. Uh, before before he went to Paris Island together, so they had a really special relationship, dude. So she's really upset, but she's back home now and she's taking care of of Marcus uh, full time. But I'm sure she'll be back on her feet in no time, finding something else to do. Oh, uh, no question. Your wife's a very resilient lady and uh, very personable as well. It seems. Hey, you know, uh, on your Twitter account, Mark Jennings five five. If uh, you're not one of the 300,000 people who are following Mark on Twitter, you've broken a lot of news, and um, most of it is is related to the NCAA transfer portal. Uh, you know, because of you, I know that Notre Dame swimmer Sinead Eckstein has entered the in, the transfer portal. Appalachian State wrestler Rhett Golowinski, uh, Brooks Rabin, a golfer from South Alabama, Wei Zhe Fong from the Boston College women's rowing team, Taylor Nuncio from Louisville women's soccer, just just numerous transfers, uh, people entering their name in the transfer window and the, or the portal that, that you are breaking on your Twitter feed before anybody else in the liberal media. I haven't seen anybody down here write about Wei Zhe Fong how, uh, how, how are you getting all this info so quickly, and, when, and how do you decide which names to put out there? Well, Drew, first off, I don't put anybody's name out there unless I have them and their family's full and complete permission. Uh, but it's how I got the information. You know, We talk on this podcast a lot about football and basketball and sometimes baseball, but what the listener needs to realize is I'm very talented in scouting and breaking down film of really every sport there is known to man. And so when it comes to something like women's golf or, or volleyball, I know the families in beach volleyball are in volleyball or in beach volleyball now, which is an NCAA sport. And I know the, the, the families in golf and I know these recruits and I've helped them throughout their careers get to where they are. And I thought it was best for them to move on and transfer. So that's how I know these things, Drew. There's not really a magic formula to it. It's really just hard work and, and really getting to know people and really looking out for what's best for them. And as always, you know, I say this every podcast, it seems if you're looking out for what's best for others, you're going to go far. And that's really what my life is, Drew. And, you know, we talk about all these, uh, these, these athletes, Sinead Eckstein, Brooks Raven. I've, I know them and I know their families and they trust me with this information and they've, they've allowed me to share that information with all of you. So, uh, it's not, a, it's not a magic formula, Drew. It's really just me looking out for other people. And, and that's really where I get my joy is in helping others. So I probably rambled too long about this, Drew, but that's really about the end of it. Yeah, not at all. I'm sure I can't wait to see who else uh, you let the world know is is as entered the NCAA transfer portal. Hey, Mark, I should have asked you this when we when we signed on, but the Birmingham Iron, who you are a uh, part owner of, uh, getting ready for the season starts uh, February 10th against Memphis, and they've been in San Antonio. Have you been there? I saw some tweet that seemed to indicate you were at the Senior Bowl this week, but our, uh, did you go back to San Antonio? How long did you stay there with the team? I've been in San Antonio for a while, Drew. I did take a couple of days and go to Mobile, but I'm back in San Antonio now with the team. Uh, you know, nothing, you know, we want to do what's best for the team, and we think it's best for the Iron and to not be distracted by the big city of Birmingham and all it has to offer uh, for the preseason workouts and getting ready for the season. So we've taken them 
off campus and off to San Antonio to really get ready for the season. And we think things are going great, dude. We really like we are really looking forward to kickoff here coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah, some big news this week. Carnell Williams, uh, your running backs coach, has left the franchise and was just hired at Auburn to be their running backs coach. And it was kind of a shocking move just two, three weeks before the season starts. But I guess that must be life in the Alliance of American Football. And uh, what what can you say about uh, about Coach Williams leaving? And, and have you guys hired someone else to, to replace him just yet? Well, first off, I just want, as part of the ownership group, I want to thank uh, Cardinal Williams for what he did for the Iron. But uh, after he's been employed for us for a few months, we really thought it was best that uh, uh, we separated ourselves from employment uh, with him and allowed him to do what was best for him uh, because we didn't think what was best for him was working for us anymore. Uh, So we have separated or we have uh, allowed him to move forward this career outside of the iron. And we are especially glad that he has signed on so quickly uh, to a a college like Auburn University uh, where he's got a chance to uh, scout for us. And we trust him wholeheartedly with his scouting reports and his advice about all the future iron players that are currently on the Auburn campus right now. But all the best of luck to Mr. Williams. We we wish nothing but best for him. But uh, we felt it was best that we uh, separated ways. And we are so happy that he's already landed on his feet over at Auburn. Interesting. Uh, Bama Pro Updates on Twitter asked if Ivy Williams, the former Alabama running backs coach some two or three decades ago, or maybe not that far ago, if he would be considered uh, for for the uh, open position. Uh, first off, thank you, Bama Pro Updates, for the question. But just because you've been a guest on the podcast does not mean that I am looking for your suggestions. Uh, I, I am positive that I know more about the game of football than you ever will. Uh, I appreciate your thoughtfulness and your helpfulness, but uh, we, are, we, are, we in the Iron family are good going forward uh, without your advice. But thank you so much for that. I appreciate it, Bama Pro Updates. But we, we are good. Thank you, though. Is there any timetable, Mark, on getting a new running backs coach in? We're not going to hire somebody that we don't think is the best fit. We're not going to rush to make a hire just to make a hire. We're going to look at all the best candidates and see what's best for us, and and we're going to move forward that way. We're not going to do anything very hastily uh, just just to make people in the media feel better that the media guys all filled out. So we're going to take our time and do what's best for us. And uh, to be honest, it's just the running backs coach. You know, we could those <laughs> that position is is not is not the highest need. It's not like we're, we're you know we're looking for somebody to run the entire defense. It's the running backs coach. You know, you know here's the ball. Make sure you don't fumble it. That's what a running backs coach does. But we're just looking for the right person for that, and we're not. We're going to take our time to make sure we got the right guy. All right. Hey, you mentioned the media, and it really made me think. Obviously, I'm I'm going to get my season tickets and go to all the home games, and maybe to a couple of the road games as well. What are the TV options for the Iron? Because I know some people they're going to get shut out. They're not going to get their season tickets in time, but they're going to want to follow the Iron on TV on the, their tablets or whatever. Well, first off, Drew, if you haven't bought your season tickets yet, you need to do that immediately as soon as the podcast is over. We are selling out fast, and we are getting real close to selling out our season tickets. So you need to do that immediately. As for television, you know, the AEF, we have, the Alliance, we have a, as we call it, the Alliance, we have a, a very uh, 
a very prosperous media contract with the CBS Network. Uh, a game a week can be broadcast on CBS Sports Network. And if you have the app, uh, the Alliance of American Football app or the Birmingham Iron app, you can download it on your phone and you can watch that, the, every Birmingham Iron game every week. So uh, there's plenty of options for people to watch and pretty ava- plenty of availability. But if it's a game in Birmingham and if you want to see it in person, I'm telling you right now, you need to go ahead and buy those season tickets because we are selling out fast. So go ahead and get those. I can't wait, Mark, and I know you don't like to give too much away about personnel, and and you already mentioned before the podcast how you weren't going to go position by position just yet, and so we won't do that, but we did have one question from a loyal listener. Uh, Gary Lloyd asked on Twitter, which former Auburn players are doing well, and I know Auburn's a feeder program for the Iron, and there's you know six or seven guys on the roster this year, probably going to be several more in years to come. Drew, I'm so glad you asked that question. I apologize for having some technical difficulties over here. I'm so glad you asked that question. We have some fantastic uh, Auburn alumni and really former Auburn players on the team this year uh, that we are really excited about. We're talking about wide receiver Quan Bray, Robinson Terese, former defensive back Chris Davis, uh, Ryan White, Javon Reed, Stephen Roberts. You know, Chris Davis is on the team. He's really turning some heads, and we are we have some high expectations for him this year. We're thinking he's going to be all Alliance of American Football first team in the return game. Javon Reed, uh, even though he was grossly overrated by the subscription sites coming out of high school, he's really coming into his own as a quarterback, and we like him. We really like him to find a home here at the Birmingham Iron. Robinson Terese again. I mentioned him on a previous podcast, but he's doing real well. Uh, Ryan White's on the team. To be honest, I don't know if he has the talent and capability to stay in the AEF for long, but he's a hard worker. We're certainly going to give him an opportunity. And last but not least, you know, Jarrett Stidham. Uh, we already in talks with him, and we look forward to for him joining the team next spring. He's going to be a backup on an NFL team next year, maybe third team, or but it's probably going to happen. He's going to be four string and get cut, and we're going to give him an opportunity in the spring to continue his professional career. So we look forward to having Jarrett Stidham on the team next year. There's some fantastic Auburn talent team. We're excited about having them as a part of the Birmingham Iron. Yeah. Speaking of football, shifting back to Alabama football, it's been a pretty eventful offseason since the national championship loss to Clemson. You've you've got Brent Key, the O-line coach, leaving. He's at Georgia Tech. Josh Gaddis has gone to become the offensive coordinator at Michigan. And Tosh Lapoy is with the Cleveland Browns. And it seems like there's going to be more. Obviously, Dan Enos left to go uh, be the quarterback's coach at the university. I think he's the OC at the University of Miami. Uh, Mike Loxley, as you already knew, is the, is the head coach over at Maryland. There could be more. There's a lot of new guys in right now. Steve Sarkeesian is going to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach. Charles Huff at running back. Uh, Holman Wiggins from Virginia Tech, according to Matt Zenitz of AL.com, will be the receivers coach. And, you know, who, who knows how much more, how many more changes could happen. But uh, you mentioned some, uh, some, some, some uh, scuttlebutt about the potential coaching changes on our last podcast is anything surprising you so to speak well nothing's been real surprising drew i said in the last podcast alabama would try to get 
a little more mature with their coaching staff because some older coaches that turned out to be exactly correct. They got Steve Sarkeesian and Kyle Flood, both from the Atlanta Falcons. Steve Sarkeesian is going to be the offensive coordinator. Kyle Flood, the offensive line coach. You know, I said look out for Jody Wright, but he had a dream job to coach in the NFL one day, and he got that opportunity with Freddie Kitchens. Uh, and so that's out. That that was good for him. You know, Coach Enos, to be real honest with you, you know, he called me. He was struggling with the decision between going to Miami or staying in Alabama. And I said, you have to do what's best for him. And and when I said what's best for him, I didn't I didn't mean to imply that he should go to Miami. But apparently, that's the way he took it. So we cleaned out the desk, went to go to Miami. So uh, it's been a, it's been a real busy couple of weeks for me, Drew. To be honest with you, all these coaching changes, I'm not, still not done yet. I got a few. Uh, a uh, few few more stokes in the fire about things they got to do with these coaches. But uh, overall, it's been a pretty good experience for me, and everything's worked out as I expected. And I really like what Coach Saban's done with his staff. You know, I thought the staff this year was a little too young, uh, a little too unprepared, and that really showed out in the national championship game. He's, got, he's responded by getting a lot more mature with his coaching, and I look forward to seeing how that works out the rest of the year. Yeah. Two guys have committed to Alabama since we last talked. They both committed to Alabama during the uh, during the All American game uh, in San Antonio, which you were there. You saw these guys practice. One of which, Marcus Banks from Decaney, Texas, a cornerback, actually signed with Alabama in December, but kept it quiet until he announced on on live TV on NBC that he is committed and signed with Alabama. We've talked about him on a previous podcast before, Mark, but uh, tell us, tell the listeners about Marcus Banks. Well, Drew, I like Marcus Banks a lot. I think he's a fantastic player. He's six foot tall. He's a little skinny right now. He's only 165 pounds, but he's going to get bigger. He's got a lot. He's out of frame. He can put about 20 to 25 more pounds of muscle on to be fantastic and still keep his speed and, 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 and lateral ability and keep those quick feet. So I'm not worried about him at all. I think his ranking, his ratings, the way he has it right now, uh, the way the way the subscription sites have it right now, I think that's pretty close to correct. I have them a little higher than they do, but they have them uh, the top 150 players in the country have them the top 100, but that's neither here nor there. I think he's a great player, Drew. I'm looking forward to seeing how he progresses throughout this uh, um, throughout his college career. Uh, I, I like him a lot. When I look at him as a player, he reminds me a lot of another guy out of the, out of the Big Ten, actually. A uh, guy who came up and, and really had a fantastic college career and, and didn't do so hot in the NFL, but now he's playing for our Birmingham Iron, Drew. And, and that's, of course, I'm talking about Christian Bryant. Drew, do you remember Christian Bryant? Yeah, vaguely. Uh, really, really looking forward to seeing how he does with the Iron, though. Can you share any update on his progress during preseason camp? We are very excited about his progress, Drew. We look for him to be a starter in that defensive backfield. We look to have the best defensive backfield uh, in the AAF. We know we're in the South, Drew. We know it's Alabama. We know defense comes first, and and we that's why we focused so much on getting that defense. We hope to be the best defense in the AAF just to make the, the state of Alabama and the city of Birmingham proud. And Drew, I want to make one thing clear. When I talk about my Birmingham iron, I don't say that just because I'm in the ownership group. I want everybody listening to know it's our team. It's the city of Birmingham's team. It's my team. Just because I'm an owner, you have just as much stake in this team as I do, Drew. And everybody listening has as much stake in this team as I do. And 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 I love this team, Drew. And we're going to make this city so proud of being uh, of the success we're going to have on the field. And I so look forward to what we're going to show you guys out in the field coming up soon. And I love this team, Drew, and I love this city, and I'm so looking forward 
to what we're going to do on the field. I'm so excited about Drew. I'm sorry. I can't even make complete sense anymore. I'm just going to turn it over to you. Yeah. I've got chill bumps just thinking about it. I cannot wait a couple of weeks from now to go to the first Birmingham Iron football game. But let's talk a little bit about another player who is committed to Alabama. And this is a guy named Chris Bogle. That's Chris with a K, K-H-R-I-S. He is from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. You've made some trips down there. And he announced his commitment to Alabama during that during the All-American Bowl in San Antonio. You know, it's going to be a fight to the finish probably with uh, Chris Bogle, weak side defensive end, outside linebacker. Miami's going to fight hard to get him. So we'll see if he if he follows through and signs with Alabama. What can you tell us about Chris Bogle, Mark? Well, Drew, a couple of weeks ago you asked me about uh, who Alabama need to finish with in recruiting. And we talked about Alabama had some needs in the defensive front four. And they needed to get a few guys up there. And one of the guys I mentioned was Chris Bogle. So this is a huge pickup for Alabama. I, I like this player a lot. He's a big side, big time weak side defensive end. Uh, just a fantastic pass rusher. That's his strength. He's six foot four, 210 pounds. He's going to play about 240 pounds in college. Just a fantastic player and really one of the top players in the country. The subscription sites have him rated in the 70 range. I really think he's one of the top 30 players in the country. He's fantastic. I love him a lot. This is a big pickup for Alabama. When I look at him and I, and I watch him play and I break down his film, he reminds me a lot of really – who was the best defensive player in the country this year. Uh, a guy out of the SEC, and really, without a doubt, the best defensive player in the country. Really showed out, really carried his team and his defense the entire year. Uh, had a really successful year. And obviously, I'm talking about Josh Allen out of the University of Kentucky, Drew. Do you know Josh Allen? Yeah, Josh Allen. He won the Bednarik Award and the Nagurski Trophy if we're talking about the same Josh Allen. That's correct, Drew. Josh Allen out of the state of Virginia. Uh, just a, obviously the best defensive player in the country this year. Really dominated everything. You know, Kentucky maybe had one of the best years in their history this year, and their offense was, uh, shall we say it, less than mediocre. But they are carried by their defense, and they are carried by Josh Allen. And he was without a doubt the best defensive player in the country. And that's really the best, the best comparison I can give to Chris Bogle is Josh Allen. All right. A big-time recruit is going to make an official visit to Alabama in a couple of weekends, not this weekend, but next weekend, per Bama Online. That is Jerrion Ely, the running back out of Jackson Prep in Flowood, Mississippi. Interesting note about Jackson Prep, that had I not moved from Jackson to Tuscaloosa at age seven, I probably would have gone to Jackson Prep. I was not quite the athlete that Jerrion Ely is, Mark, but what kind of player is he? He was committed to Ole Miss for a while, and it appears he's not anymore. First off, Drew, no one cares about where you grew up. Let's be clear about that first. Second of all, I want to talk about Jerrion Ely. He is a fantastic player, Drew. He's a five-star running back, and he really is a five-star running back. We see so many examples about these description sites getting stuff wrong. They put things like Josh Jacobs is a three-star running back. Turns out Josh Jacobs is going to be the number one player in the draft. They got it exactly right with Jerry Ely. He's visiting Alabama next week. Alabama's really trending because they hired running back coach Charles Huff out of Mississippi State. Charles Huff and Jerry Ely had a fantastic relationship. Jerry Ely was never going to go to Mississippi State. Uh, because, you know, the prestige of the program, he had bigger programs after him. But he really did like Coach Huff, and that really helps Alabama a lot with him. 
Uh, frankly, the day he steps foot on campus, he's going to move past Brian Robinson, mostly because Brian Robinson went to Hillcrest, and Hillcrest players aren't mentally prepared to play uh, big-time college football. But Jerrion Ely is going to be a fantastic player, Drew. I love him a lot. When I look at Jerrion Ely as a player, I'm looking at a guy who's 5'10", he's 200 pounds. Uh, he runs big. He's a big runner. He's only 5'10", but he wants to run over you before he runs around you. And when I look at him, uh, I'm thinking about a guy uh, who played in the SEC, uh, really one of the best running backs the SEC has ever had. Uh, and, of course, I'm talking about Darren McFadden. Do you remember Darren McFadden? Yeah, Darren McFadden out of uh, Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, right? That that Darren McFadden? That's correct, Drew. Played a few years in Fayetteville. Had some really fantastic uh, running back core in Fayetteville. Probably should have done a lot more with their team with the talent they had up in Fayetteville for those two years, those few years. But Darren McFadden was a fantastic player, Drew. Yeah. Um, so what does this mean, uh, Mark? Because obviously Alabama signed Trey Sanders and uh, he's you one of your thing your your top player in this class. He's already signed and sealed, delivered to Alabama. They have a verbal commitment from Keelan Robinson out of Washington D.C. What does this mean with the running back position, Mark? Well, to be honest with you, Drew, you say Keelan Robinson signed. I, I don't. I, I I think this means he's not going to sign with Alabama. To be real honest with you, whether Ely comes or not, Alabama's not going after after Jerry on Ely if, if they really feel good about Keelan Robinson. I don't expect him to sign with Alabama. And as I've also said, Daffy defensive back Christian Williams, he's going to end up signing elsewhere. Uh, you know, both those guys, Christian Williams and Keelan Roms, are both signed with, are both committed to Alabama. I, I would, I would be surprised if either of them signed with Alabama at this point. All right, it's a big official visit weekend at Alabama. Here are some guys who are who are visiting per Bama online. Amit, Louisiana defensive lineman Ishmael Sopcher. He was a five star recruit. Now he's a four star recruit for the subscription sites. Not sure where you have him ranked. Concord, California, four-star linebacker Henry Toa Toa. Javon Shepard, a offensive tackle from Houston, Texas. He is committed to the University of Texas. Brett Seether, a three-star tight end out of Clearwater, Florida. And Jared Harrison Hunt, a three-star defensive lineman out of New York. Mark, uh, briefly, what's going on with these guys? Who do you expect from this group in the Alabama class? Well, Alabama's trending with Ishmael Sopcher. Let's be clear about that. Uh, I'm not ready to say that Alabama's going to get Ishmael Sopcher, but they're definitely trending, and, and and I think it's a coin flip at this point whether it goes to Alabama or not. I feel good. I feel a lot better about Alabama's chances with Toa Toa, uh, with Coach Lapoy leaving. I think uh, I, you know, I think Henry Toa Toa liked Coach Lapoy, but I think he questioned his coaching ability some. So with Coach Lapoy leaving, I think um, Henry Toa Toa has a much significantly better chance of going to Alabama. If Alabama really wants Brett Seeder, that three-star tight end out of Florida, they'll get him. Uh, but I'm not sure they really want him. Jared Harrison Hunt uh, out of New York, he's either going to Penn State or Syracuse. I don't think Alabama really wants him, to be real honest with you. Uh, and and Shepard, Javon Shepard, the offensive tackle out of Houston, who's committed to Texas, he's going to stay with Texas. So there's your rundown of all those players. Does anybody else, anybody I miss? I think that covers all of them. I mean, you gave me like six names at a time, so I don't remember who all there was. I'm glad I got them all, Drew. Yeah, I knew you would. But uh, speaking of, of giving you many names at a time, Alabama had, I believe it was seven guys, declare early after their junior season for the NFL draft. 
Quentin Williams, the defensive lineman, could be a top three pick, maybe first overall. Herb Smith Jr., the tight end. Josh Jacobs, the running back. Uh, he's also, you know, three guys who get picked high. Jonah Williams, offensive tackle. The, uh, those guys announced on Friday and then over the weekend before the uh, draft deadline. Deontay Thompson, the safety. Mac Wilson, linebacker. And cornerback Savion Smith all announced that they would be leaving for the NFL draft one year early. So, Mark, the big question is, which of these guys will be playing in the NFL for a while, and, and who are some guys who will be playing for the Birmingham Irons sooner than later? Well, you know, you know Drew, I, like, I hope all these guys have fantastic NFL careers, but I'm a realist, and I know some of these guys are going to go pretty far in the NFL, and some of them aren't. But uh, let me just say that we of the Birmingham Irons, the ownership group, we realize that we are not getting guys that the NFL really wants and if the NFL really wants players, we're not getting them. But so the first thing we got to look for is heart, and, and really uh, they're get after it. They're willing to get up and, and really go after after they make a bad play to get up and keep going. And so there are certain guys on that list, Savion Smith, uh, that I'm not going to mention, and we're just going to cross them off, and they're not going to play for us. And and I I would feel I don't feel comfortable mentioning their names on here. Uh, but we're just going to leave it at that, Drew. But guys like Savion Smith, uh, who who fake injuries, we're not going to have them on our team. So we're looking forward to seeing what happens in the draft process, and and we look forward to to seeing what t- options are available for us after the draft. And we're going to put the best team we can on the field coming up in a couple of weeks and coming up for next year. And and we hope that we can get the best guys out there. Uh, but there are certain guys out there, guys like Savion Smith, who fake injuries that we're just not going to want to be a part of, Drew. Hey, wait, you're talking about Savion Smith, who was carted off on the national championship game? That's Savion Smith? That's Savion Smith, who was carted off, and then 15 minutes later was begging to be put back on the game. So that's Savion Smith. I'm not going to mention any names here, Drew. That's not what we do here on this podcast, and I'm just going to leave it at that. All right. Uh Let's talk a little bit about Alabama basketball in the season they're having. The Crimson Tide are 12-6, and 3-3 three and three in the SEC. Big win over Kentucky at home is carrying their RPI and, and net ratings, whatever's keeping them on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Then a week later, they lose a bad Texas A&M team at the buzzer. Go win at Missouri. Uh, you know, Take Tennessee to the wire. Probably should have won that game. Tennessee's number one. And then just thrashed a ranked Ole Miss team. Alabama is at Baylor at 11 a.m. on uh, on Saturday as part of the SEC Big 12 Challenge. That game is on ESPNU. And, uh, you know, Alabama also lost to LSU, and I know that's probably something you weren't terribly surprised at, Mark. And uh, what's kind of your assessment right now with the Crimson Tide and how tough is the schedule right now? Well, first off, let me say, when I was breaking down John Petty's film when he was a high school player, I knew he would take him about one and a half years to really find his potential in the college game, but that's exactly what happened. I'm not surprised at all by his newfound offensive game, his ability to put the ball on the floor and dribble drive. Uh, that's not surprising to me at all. I totally predicted that. I completely predicted that when he was a high school player. That was actually a pretty easy prediction. So a lot of Alabama's success has to do with his uh, newfound emergence on the offensive side of the ball. Last year, he was just a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. 
but I am he has really come above and beyond what a lot of people thought he could do and and I'm excited for him as a player and I'm excited for Alabama basketball fans uh, you go through the Alabama basketball season I'm not surprised Alabama lost to LSU to be honest with you uh, Will Wade's a fantastic coach Trenton Watford out of Mountain Brook he's going to LSU because Will Wade's just a fantastic recruiter uh, so that's not surprising to me Alabama playing Baylor this week I, I'm interested to see how that game goes Baylor's got a fantastic program we got a real honest coach and Scott Drew, a fantastic medical staff. If you have any problems with you know with your heart or any part of your cardio cardiovascular system, you as a, you want to talk to the people at Baylor. Uh, you want to play for them because they'll really take care of you. But it's going to be a typical Alabama basketball season, to be honest with you. They're going to be on the bubble of the NCAA tournament all season. Uh, they're going to have some great wins. They're going to have some really bad losses like Texas A&M at home. And, you know, it's going to go the way you expect it to. They're going to lose to Vanderbilt on the road. There'll be somebody at home you weren't expecting them to. And it's going to, and, and Selection Sunday is going to get here, and Alabama's going to be waiting to see where they go. So I, I think it's a very typical Alabama basketball year, to be honest with you. And, and I'll pay attention the rest of the year to see how they do, but I, I can't say I'm surprised by, by seeing where they are right now. All right. Well, let's take some listener questions, Mark. Uh, at Mark Jennings 55 is where most all of them come from. And you still have your Mark Breaks Down film at AOL.com email you mentioned earlier in the year. I, I think uh, you've probably already got some resumes to be your business manager. But uh, we do hear from Cameron Luke Ratliff at Fluffopotamus88. Mark, you recently broke the news that Rachel Tam, the volleyball player from the University of Evansville, had entered the transfer portal. Based on her film, what school do you think she fits in most at? Thanks for all you do. Well, Drew, you know, I've known the Hen Ching. Her, first off, her Christian name is Hen Ching, Rachel Tan. But I'll call her Rachel Tan for easiness. Uh, I've been friends with her family for a long time. She comes from Hong Kong. Uh, Hong Kong, of course, as you know, formerly controlled by the British Empire, got their independence in 1999. Uh, you were just a little pup in 1999, but it's a, it's a free country now. Uh, Rachel Tam comes over, plays for Evansville, decides to transfer her out. Uh, where do I think she's going to go? I have some pretty good ideas. I expect her to move closer to home in Hong Kong. Uh, and the closest place in the United States of America, of course, is Alaska to Hong Kong. So I expect her next year to be part of the University of Alaska Seawolves volleyball team. Another possibility is the Alaska Fairbanks of the Nanooks. So I, she could possibly be a Lady Nanook next year. So there are some possibilities for Rachel Tan, Drew. All right. Uh, we hear from Alabama Pro Updates, Bama Pro Updates on Twitter again. He says, Mark, I saw today where a quarterback is transferring from Texas to Utah. Does the portal have a field for disclosing religious affiliation in case someone is interesting in transferring to Utah or BYU? Well, again, Baylor Pro Updates, thank you for your question, and I appreciate you coming on our podcast earlier, but to be honest with you, this is a very stupid question. You and I both know that the NCAA cannot get involved in religious things. Uh, I think that these players know when they transfer from Texas to Utah, uh, by enrolling at the University of Utah, they automatically become Mormon. But because of Title IX, 
the NCAA cannot get involved in these things, so they have to avoid them. So uh, Title IX does not allow the NCAA to get involved in these religious differences or religious conversions. Uh, they have to leave that to the schools. And, and these players know when they are transferring, when they enter the transfer portal and they transfer to a place like Utah, Utah they know they automatically become Mormon. And that's something because of Title IX, the NCAA has nothing to do with. All right. Uh, William Galloway asks, will Alabama coaches leaving affect the second signing day? Thank you. Well, there's always some concern about turnaround and the coaching staff and affecting uh, where players sign. But to be honest with you, at this point, late in the game, players are committed to the school. They met everybody they need to know. Uh, the assistant coach that started recruiting them is not the, co- the assistant coach that's still recruiting them. Uh, you know, at this point, they're not going to the school because of the assistant. They're going to the school because of the university. So uh, I don't think any of the coaches are going to affect the second sign day at all. That's a fantastic question, William. Thank you so much for listening and, and sending a question. That's a really good question, a much better question than Bama Pro Updates asked. Uh, so thank you so much for that. But, uh, no, I don't think it affects the second signing, signing day at all. All right. Hunter Letson, he asks, or he says, Mark, I'm now running the at Bama Right Field Ragers. It's the uh, baseball student support group. Will you join us in right field for a game this year? That is, if you can find time in your busy schedule. Well, thank you, Mr. Letson, for your for your invitation. I appreciate that. I always appreciate getting invited uh, to right field Ragers. Uh, I, I missed you in doing that. Of course, I have to talk to you personally about setting up a Dippin' Dots uh, contract and the ability to sell dipping dots in right field. Uh, so you just let me know as soon as I find a business manager. Uh, I will let you know. You email me again in a couple weeks with my uh, and let me know that you tweeted at me for the podcast. And I'll get in touch with my whoever my business manager is at the time. I'll try to set up a dipping dots trade off for all of you in right field and all of you supporters of Alabama baseball. All right, and the last question comes from Bryant Ridgeway at underscore BN Ridgeway. Mark, what do you think about the liberal mock draft analyst saying that Jonah Williams will play guard in the NFL because his arms aren't long enough to play tackle? Well, I think anyone that pays attention to the ESPN analyst at this point, you know, when it comes to the draft, whether it be Mel Kuyper Jr. or or Todd McShay or, or Lou Holtz, anybody that's analyzing the draft. I think it's pretty obvious they don't know what they're talking about. Jordan Williams is the first-round draft pick to a tackle. He's going to go play left tackle for a team. He's going to play a left tackle in the NFL for about 15 to 20 years. He's that quality of a player, and the people that say otherwise really don't know what they're talking about. All right. Yeah, I agree as well. I think he'll be a first-round pick at tackle. Uh, but that'll wrap up this week's edition of the Champs Corner Podcast. Find us on Twitter, uh, or find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Follow me on Twitter at Drew Champlin. Follow Mark at Mark Jennings 55 uh, Mark, um, thanks so much again for joining us this week, and I wish you the best of luck in finding a new business manager. Thank you, Drew. You know I'll be very busy this week reading some curriculum vitae's. I'll be very excited about doing that. If you have anybody that you know, make sure to send me their resume. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Good deal. We will talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening.